0: You are listening to the American Truth Project
1: Podcast. Good deal. Our guest is Barry Nussbaum. Now, his background is in business and real estate, but he's also an international affairs expert. Today, we're going to be talking about the Iran um, deal, nuclear deal. And um, he is a news commentator. He's got 20 years of experience working with state, local, and national campaigns. Most notable, I thought these were interesting, uh, Marco Rubio, um, Mitt Romney, Daryl Issa, just to name a few, and Barry's an advocate on foreign policy, foreign relations, and he's been an active member working with the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee. Barry, welcome to the program. Great to be with you today. And I know you also know TJ O'Hara as well.
2: Yeah, we did. Uh, we did some work together on One American News uh, a few weeks ago.
1: Now, again, we are going to be talking about uh, the the Iran nuclear deal. And I know last week there was a big rally in D.C., um, basically an anti-Iran uh, nuclear rally. And I know you were sl- slated to go to this rally, but I believe some things um, happened where you did not attend. So so explain to us what happened at this D.C. rally.
2: Sure, happy to tell you. Um, when things started looking like uh, the deal was going to be uh, announced um, by Secretary Kerry coming out of Geneva, and we were learning that A significant amount of the promises that the president had made in his Rose Garden speech uh, a few months back had neglected to get into the final agreement. In other words, the agreement that the president had announced um, didn't sound so bad for the United States. And what was leaking out of Geneva from people that I was speaking to that were actually there was an atrociously different deal. Uh, We started getting a lot of calls, get involved. Let's do something together outside of the Capitol before the debate starts. And so we put together something called March to Save America. And when we went uh, to the Capitol Police to reserve a spot, because that's the way you do it, uh, um, it's actually not as hard as it sounds to get on their agenda and get your background checked and so on. And we formed the organization, and we had a, a large number of affiliate signing up with us very quickly that wanted to speak, we found out that there was a space next to ours that had been reserved, and the Capitol Police doesn't tell you who it is because everybody gets privacy rights, but we found out that it was an affiliate of Senator Cruz's office that soon became the Tea Party. So we sort of merged our deals together, Mm -hmm. even though we had started it, and In the very beginning, the idea was that it would be a bipartisan speakers group because the uh, intention in the beginning was not to make it a political rally, Jennifer, but rather a coalition of the left to the right, the old, the young, veterans, young people, black, white, brown, green, if necessary, Mm -hmm. to tell the Congress to listen to the American people because public opinion polls are running two and a half to three to one against this deal. And yet the president through carrots and sticks was lining up Democrat after Democrat with an intention of blocking the deal. So our intent was to make known what the American people as a whole wanted the Congress to know was coming from their constituencies. So we had speakers, and the Tea Party had speakers, and others were suggesting. And at the last minute, it turned into, as I'm sure you know and your listeners know that saw it all over the news for the day, uh, basically Donald Trump running for president, um, followed by Ted Cruz running for president, and other speakers. But they were all of the right-wing persuasion which is not different from my political uh, leanings, I I have to confess. Um, But the problem is, from a political agenda point of view, you already have the Congress, both houses, lined up 100% against the deal by every single Republican. So Mm -hmm. putting 500 Republicans on a speaker's platform And screaming at Congress, change your vote, wouldn't make a difference. What we needed was the moderate people, the people that talked to those people. And when that wasn't the way it went down, a number of us declined to participate. So please don't get me wrong. Every person that spoke out against the deal was doing the right thing for America. Mm -hmm. I don't have any argument with anything that was said Jennifer however from a practicality standpoint I'm not sure what was accomplished
1: well and it sounds like it became uh, kind of a a presidential campaign rally for Trump and Cruz kind of what it was sounding like
2: that's the way I that's the way I see it I watched it live I had people there Um, it was not so much Here's what's wrong with this deal. Here's how it's betraying American security. Here's how it's betraying America's closest ally in the Middle East. Here's how it's bad for 25 or 30 or 50 reasons. It was more of, hey, vote for me. If you vote for me, I'll be against this deal, and let me tell you why I'll make a great president, at least in the case of several of the speakers. Barry, let me jump in for just a second,
3: because I think you uh, bring up a a great point, and it goes beyond this particular issue. Uh, first of all, I have a great deal of respect for what you were trying to accomplish because everybody singing the same song, you know, out of the same hymnal that they all agree to, doesn't move the ball forward. The question is, as Jennifer and I talked uh, at the beginning of the show, it's, it's having different sides represented. And what you were trying to do is have a practical impact on the vote. And what happened. In the absence of that, was that uh, Minority Leader Reid, uh, interestingly enough, you know the person who feels that, that filibusters are totally inappropriate, at least when he was Senate Majority Leader, uh, was able to leverage a filibuster to basically kill off a vote in the Senate. And he, only, he was only able to garner uh, a thin, thin margin – that allowed him to go forward with that filibuster to, to shut the deal down and, and open the doors for the president to move forward and start cutting back on the sanctions.
2: The, I couldn't agree with no more. And that, that is tragic for America. Everybody has made the analogy, so I won't bore your listeners, with the the story of the British prime minister returning from his trip to Munich with Hitler, Uh, appeasing Hitler over Czechoslovakia and how that was going to create peace in our time. There's such a huge difference between that deal, TJ, and this deal because in that deal, Hitler wasn't given anything except the title to some real estate. We, when I say we, our country, of which we are all part of this, our leader has given our avowed enemy that daily proclaims they're going to destroy us the means to do so. And I see this as the greatest and I mean this literally, foreign policy mistake in American history because of the consequences if the bad happens it's catastrophic for us.
1: Well and, and very to stop you. I hate to stop you right there because we have to run to a, a quick break. So let's let's hold that thought. Uh, and we are talking to international affairs expert Barry Nussbaum. You're listening to Graceland on WNJC 1360. Back in just a moment.
3: Hi, this is Ronnie Wood of the Stones for rags You know it's okay to rock and roll and party, because I do it all the time. Just let someone else do the driving. That's what I do. Remember, rock lives,
0: and you should, too. Please don't drink and drive. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adopted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just, take him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hey, Billy. Yeah? Do you want to go to the state fair? Yeah. Do you want to ride the roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah. The big one? Yeah! The one with the reverse flip? Yeah! Well, you can't. You see, Billy, when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have done with it, including going to the state fair. Oh, man! Cheer up. This year, your parents will make it right. They're going to visit energiesavers.gov, where they'll get tips on how to save energy and money. Then they'll add extra insulation. And get a few of those Energy Star appliances. They could save hundreds of dollars a year. And you know what, Billy? What? They'll take you to the state fair (gasps) next year. But I want to go this year. I know you do, Billy. I know you do. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Live from Mississippi, here's Graceland with Jennifer Meadows.
3: Welcome back to Graceland. This is T.J. O'Hara with Jennifer Meadows and our guest, uh, international affairs expert, Barry Nussbaum. And, Barry, when uh, we were going to break, you were talking about the catastrophic impact if the nuclear deal fails. Now, there were a lot of side deals that weren't shared with even Congress, and there's a potential for a lawsuit coming out of the House at
2: this point. Could you address that issue for us? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, the JCPOA, uh, the jo- Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, which is the actual title of this treaty, which has uh, been classified as a non treaty by the President, I have a disagreement with that philosophically. But assuming it's binding because it's an executive agreement, Um, was addressed in the Cardin bill that the president signed that says the time does not begin to run, the 60-day period, T.J., until all documents relating to the agreement and all side agreements are submitted for review by the Congress in their entirety. Now, it leaked out after the deal was presented to Congress. In fact, Kerry blundered and told the Congress under oath in front of the Senate that there might be a side agreement or two, but he had never read them, nor did he have copies of them. And if you remember that testimony, several senators were beside themselves saying, the law requires submission of all agreements. So as they say in Texas, we come to find out that the first of the currently. Apparent many side agreements calls for Iran, Iran to self inspect certain bases. Meaning, there will be no IAEA, no international inspectors. Iran will inspect their own sites. Which, to anyone that has a fourth grade brain, they would understand. Well, that means no inspection, right? So there's. The potential and i think this is really going to happen tj and answer to your question of litigation to say the time period has never run therefore the president is in breach of the law he signed therefore he may not enact the steps that allow for the release of the 100 to 150 billion dollars to iran and as such If he does do it, the Congress may sue the president and enjoin him from it or get the money back or have a multitude of possible penalties to correct the wrong, as it were. I mean, it's astounding that the really bad stuff, you and I and the Congress of the United States are not privy to it. And and Kerry, by the way, was not even apologetic about it. He said, no, I don't know what's in those deals, and I'm not going to know. So we know part of it. We don't know what else we don't know.
1: And there's a lot we don't know.
2: It's terrifying.
1: It it really is. It's
2: so scary that this is a country that says, even today, they're going to destroy America. There There were a number... Of press releases are released on the uh, Iran's uh, internal press organ about all the things they're going to do to America once they get the money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We're giving them the money to facilitate that. They are buying weapons at a rate that has never been done in world history. They're buying two different, very advanced missile systems from Russia. They've announced it. They've ordered the most modern. Chinese fighter strike jet that China makes. Apparently they're talking about ICBMs for Korea, which is a breach of the agreement. They've got nuclear power plants that are going to be built by Russia. You've got German and French engineering companies running around Tehran like crazy signing contracts. And they're telling the world they will destroy Israel at their earliest possible opportunity
1: well it's crazy and you know we're funding our own demise and and it's 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 crazy what's happening with through this deal just absolutely crazy And our guest is Barry Nussbaum, whose background is in business and real estate, but he's also an international affairs expert and news commentator. Barry's an advocate on foreign policy and foreign relations. He's been an active member, working with the uh, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee. So I want to just ask you, just just backing up a bit, you're you're telling us a lot of details, very detailed stuff, and it's all good stuff. But you know, this is what America wants to know, Barry. And this is, um, you know, the most obvious question about this is is um, uh, you know, why are we negotiating with Iran in the first place? They are a state sponsor of terror. They have told us, like you were telling uh, me just a minute ago, like you were telling us just a minute ago, that they plan to destroy us. Um, so w- why in the world, why are we negotiating with them? Why are we sending them money?
2: You know, my, my background and my education is... Um, in international relations and then later in the law, you need a psychiatrist to reach into the mind of our president to understand the answer to your question. I've heard many possibilities, not the least of which is um, our president is so desperate to create a foreign policy legacy that will survive his presidency that if it works, would endear him to historians when they write about this president and his policy. But when you talk in the present tense, Jennifer, it's on its face so absurd. As we talked about earlier, almost every Democrat that has come out in favor and support of this agreement has said, it's flawed, I don't like it, I'm so worried about it, but... I'm going to support it because the alternative is war. That's a complete crock. The alternative to this deal is a better deal. This is the worst capitulation in American history. There has never, ever in American history been a surrender of America's position of strength to the subjugation of an enemy who says, give me the money... I'm going to tell you what I'm going to spend it on, and everything I'm going to spend it on is to ensure that the flag of Islam and the caliphate flies over Washington, D.C. Could we be any crazier? And why there's not 100,000 people marching around the White House every day with signs and American flags screaming traitor, I honest to God don't understand. I don't understand why there has not been a revolt about this I mean on a more passive scale like I said earlier public opinion among Democrats Republicans conservatives moderates left-wing right wing is running two and a half to one against the deal right
1: right but
2: it's not it's not creating an outcry and a panic because they're told by their president and certain representatives in the Congress that don't worry, everything's going to be fine. We won't let anything bad happen. Now, keep in mind, missiles aren't expensive. Katushas aren't expensive. Roadside bombs aren't expensive. Iran is responsible for the deaths of thousands of Americans worldwide, and now we're going to give them, in the first year, almost four times their entire military budget in cash, Imagine that. How many weapons they can buy. And the weapons suppliers are lined up, and the order forms are already filled out, and as soon as the money's going to get there, they're going to buy that, and they're going to use it against us. They've already said they would.
1: I know. It's crazy. You mentioned the figure, $150 billion coming from the U.S. to Iran to fund our own, essentially, demise. Because they they said, you know— Death to America. They, they've come out and said that. So um, oh, it's,
2: they it's crazy. They say it daily. They it know, daily. And, and the Ayatollah Khomeini released a book that apparently was in production for quite some time, Jennifer, right after Kerry came back about how his government planned to take over America with our money that's going to them. You know, over 10 years— There are some estimates coming out of the Treasury Department that they might reap as much as a trillion dollars out of the release of this money plus sanctions over 10 years. This is an unprecedented, in world history, transfer of wealth that they plan to use to weaponize. It's a big country with a lot of people, and they're smart people. The part they've been missing is access to weaponry. Now, we have facilitated that.
3: You know, Barry, let me jump in for a second, because I find it interesting that with the Senate uh, having voted to clear the way for the the administration to begin the process of lifting the sanctions, the president has said that the 60-day period that was required for Congress to review it is up on September 17th. Now, I'm sure the irony isn't lost on you. September 17th is Constitution Day. And there are a lot of people that think there's anything but constitutional effort framed around this quasi-treaty that's not being treated as a, a treaty. But I wanted to touch on one other thing. We don't have a lot of time left. Uh, I understand Israeli National Radio has come to you and has asked for access to some of your your videos and so forth from your website. Can you just give us a brief overview of that?
2: Yeah, uh, off of our website um... – Barry uh, We've done a number of videos going through the various uh, parts of the uh, JCPOA and why it's so bad for America. Um, the panic that we should be feeling as Americans, T.J., is nothing compared to what Israel is feeling. They're on the front lines. They're a few moments away by missile from western uh, Iran. And they are in a panic because the President of the United States has made it very clear who his new friend is and who his ex-friend is. Um, so I understand that they've asked, they've asked for, Israeli National Radio has asked for access to some of the work I've done, and, and they're broadcasting it on Israeli radio, um, <laughs> probably creating more panic than there already is in Israel, uh, as I outline how bad the deal really is, and And we were on the air uh, at some length last week in Israel uh, on the English-speaking radio shows, uh, giving my perspective, which, as I understand, is not too different than the prime minister's perspective. And ironically...
1: And and Barry, Barry, I'm going to have have to jump in here. And I mean, you what you're talking about this is so fascinating I would love to have you come back on because we're, we're out of time I'd love to have you come back on and let's talk further about this but um, get, give out your website uh, once again tell our listeners where they can find you and then we'd love to have you come back
2: wonderful thank you uh, the easiest way to find us is type in www.findberry.com and it'll take you to the site so you don't have to spell my name FindBarry.com will take you to the site. And on Twitter, at Barry And
1: Very good.
2: S-S-B-A-U-M. By the way, real quick, and I won't take any more time, we might be doing something very, very exciting outside the White House um, in the next couple of weeks that we're looking about putting together. Um, the, the rally that we had before didn't accomplish what we wanted, so now we're going to go to the President of the United States if we can get it together. Mm-hmm. The President must change His mind about what he's doing to America, and we can't let this happen to us. Because by the time we have a new president, the damage will be done. Even though it's 16 months away, you can buy a lot of stuff to kill Americans with 150 billion dollars.
1: I completely agree. And Barry, please come back and and join us again. Thanks for coming on the show. Take care. God bless.